0: Enemy power up detected This is Incoming Missile, a Miquari Online Podcast. Kia ora and g'day Warriors. the Mech Bros are back today and given how things around the game at the moment are just a wee bit serious, we thought that we might bring you a bit of a fun episode, uh, where we have a little bit of a complaint about some of the things that do piss us off uh, about Warrior. We are talking about dick moves, and yes, I did say dick as in penis, uh, not dick as in a boat, uh, so just calm down YouTube auto-caption. Uh, Because we are talking about those things that players do sometimes that, you know, they're just, they're dick moves basically. So they're the things that uh, people do that leave you thinking, for fuck's sakes. Now personally, uh, I usually just throw my hands up and swear a little at the screen, maybe shake it a little bit. My wife looks at me and wonders what I'm doing. But there are some people that do get a little bit more raked up. So uh, let me welcome in my co-hosts for the episode, uh, the leader of felines himself, Captain Cat. Uh, and joining us for the first time, uh, one of our amazing patrons, Nokoro Doomguard. Now, fellas, are you guys the shaky head at the end of the scale, or are you at that other end where you're kind of grabbing your togs and going swimming in the brown sea?
1: <laughs> I, I am much more jaded these days than I used to be, and I tend to just have a bit of a whinge to whoever's around in the Discord and then move on with my life. But uh, there was a time in the past where I would have got a lot more salty and uh, let everyone know how I was feeling. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've kind of moved on a bit from that. How about you, Nick?
2: Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. However, I just have my uh, my 30 seconds of re and screaming and then the mic goes up. No one hears anything else after that. I don't follow any of the forums. So, yeah, I don't go there. I just don't go there.
1: I've spent a bit of time with uh, Nakuro in Discord, and I have known him to have some fairly epic uh, <laughs> <laughs> moments.
0: So let's, let's be honest with ourselves here, Nick. We are lucky to be joined by Nick because, uh, yeah, he is the perfect person for uh, this type of uh, episode. We have um, put a list together. We've got five each, uh, five deck moves. Uh, things that piss us off and get us racked up and uh, yeah nick has uh, certainly had a few moments in discord we all have we all have yes expressed some of that frustration right uh, before we do get into the main topic though there is a couple of new mechs uh, to talk about since last time we had an episode uh, we had the rifleman 2c which has been released and we have the dervish which is being released tomorrow as at the time of this recording so Let's, um, what were your thoughts on the Rifleman 2C? Nick, do you think it is OP or is it uh, just just pretty good?
2: I haven't played it. I didn't pre-order it. When they first announced it and I saw the uh, the initial artwork, I saw that uh, you know Lord Raiden hat and just thought, that is a one big CT hitbox. And I just didn't go there.
1: And one of, one of the things you need to know about Nick is that he is very much influenced uh, with his mech choices on by how the mech looks and in particular you're pretty O C D with mechs being asymmetric. Guilty. So if if it if it's ugly, it gets pronounced ugly and Nick's not interested. Is that about
2: right? <laughs> pretty much. There are some that eventually uh you know warm my heart and I I get into them. But uh on the initial thoughts it's like, yeah, it's just gotta hit me on an aesthetic level first and then the performance comes after.
1: I think your gut didn't set you too far wrong there because although it can boat an epic amount of weapons, it really is um, quite easy to die to CT destruction in that thing. As you say, the head is mostly CT. Thankfully, they split some of it off into the side torsos. But I do find um, myself getting shot in the back when I'm being shot from the front and fun stuff like that. I mean, but on the other hand, there's no denying Bringing it, being able to bring assault level builds on a sixty-five ton mech with jump jets and mobility is is something pretty special.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's far from meta. I mean, I personally, I quite like the um, the rice hat. I think it <laughs> too, it's something unusual, but um, I think it's uh, not quite a classic clan mech uh, in in being a glass cannon. But yeah, being a glass cannon, it's not the kind of thing that you can steer down the pipe and take shots to the CT. So. And then that can, I guess, be hard to avoid when you've got a big hat uh, like that. But I don't think it's too bad. I, I think because it has those good things going for it, uh, some jump jets and some good loadouts, you couldn't have it being able to uh, be be too sturdy. It, it does have to be a glass cannon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I quite like it. Yeah, that that's how I
1: put it to some other people that it it really needs something holding it back, that thing, because you know, being able to bring six ultra twos or or a bunch of ATMs the kind of builds you can put on that thing, it's just nuts. So it, it, it really need, needed something to um, to draw it back in. And, and I think that they've kind of hit the nail on the head, really, with the balance. It does It's not going to immediately paint a crosshair on its back for nerfs, but um, it, it is fun to get out there and, and uh, wail on people.
0: And the uh, dervish comes out tomorrow. Nick, is this one that you had picked up?
2: I have picked it up. It actually wasn't a pre-order. I really did just sit on the fence for quite some time with that. But uh, yeah, I will be one of the uh, many, I hope it's many, that have pre-ordered this and play it when it's released.
1: Have you had a look through the quirks there?
2: Yeah, I had a little bit of a look on the quirks.
1: How do you feel like it's shaping up?
2: They look pretty much like the standard kind of quirks that you see on your average mechs. It'll just be interesting to see what we can do with, say, like the, the hero, with uh, the eight missile hardpoints. No quirks there, just I looked at that build and thought, yeah, well missile hardpoints on an mech. I don't have that many mechs, and it'd be nice to have a nice brawler.
0: It was a shame that they didn't um, just quirk one up uh, to be, you know, like a mini IV-4. Uh, you know, those, those missile hardpoints are pretty tempting, but when it doesn't brawl very well, and when it maybe lacks the speed or clan tech that an Arctic Wolf has, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be stuck a little bit in between. It's not going to be tanky enough to brawl, and it's not going to be quick enough to, to get in there and backstab and mimic uh, what, what the arctic wolf does i you know i know you're pretty keen on um, chucking a loom build on that cat so that might suit you
1: <laughs> I, I think um there's there's a couple of little things that some people might not have thought about and uh, one of those is that it does have the missile bay doors and that immediately you know if you're walking around with those closed you can um, knock off all the you, you get a 20 percent damage reduction to your armor and structure so at least while you're positioning around the battlefield, it, c- it can be quite tanky, and that is going to help it out a lot, and that should be taken in light with, look, when you're looking at the quirks. It, it's going to be one of those, uh, here's my prediction, it's going to be one of those mechs where there's a, a couple of real standouts, and it does do some stuff that you really can't do with sphere mechs. I mean, we've just had ISC, and there was a couple of gaps, and one of those was a 55 tonner with jump jets and six energy hard points for doing that um, meta uh, medium pulse build well the dervish can do it and the other one is obviously the hero being able to do uh the eight missile hard points nothing else can do anywhere around it so that's going to be a real standout but then like i say i think it's really going to be one of those mechs where it feels really samey it's got a lot of the same hard points just shuffled around it's got incubus syndrome and you know for missile for energy and they're just shuffled around the quirks don't differentiate it like you say it, it should have something with like a 15% missile cooldown so you can do some MRMs or something like that as it stands there's going to be some that I'm just
0: not really keen on playing at all yeah yeah I agree and it probably demonstrates maybe one of the um, issues with releasing mech packs uh, on this monthly cycle uh, that there's not been enough time to build up the hype for it and um yeah you know it. Uh, it Definitely needs at least one mech that stands out and it makes you want to get it, so yeah, it will be interesting. As I said, once we get to have a play with it, we, uh, we might find something that um, you know that, that makes it redeeming, uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. He did mention Captain Cat uh, about the Inner Sphere Coalition. For those of you who don't know, uh, that is the 6v6 uh, Inner Sphere only tournament uh, that has just wrapped up. Uh, as I understand, there's actually just one more game to go. Uh, to separate out second and third. Uh, but by and large, the tournament has wrapped up. Uh, we will be doing uh, one or two episodes uh, to wrap up the tournament and how it's gone uh, and to look at some of the patterns and trends uh, in that comp. Uh, but we just want to take the opportunity to thank all of the teams, all of the players uh, who participated uh, and give a special thanks and shout out to Aces Wild, uh, Not Bob and Kellen uh, who organised the tournament. Uh, it was, yeah, really, really good to watch. Uh, I didn't get to participate, um, but yeah, I, I certainly supported uh, Captain Cat and Nick, uh, who both played in it. Uh, just very quickly, guys, how did you find it? An enjoyable experience?
2: Um, yes, I actually really enjoyed the uh, the IC. Uh, having that uh, Swiss system was really nice, being able to have so many teams enter and uh, really sort of seed out as the, uh, the matches went on and it's one of those things like you know you've played a couple of comps like i haven't played that many but it's enough to know that uh you know comp's a comp and um you know it just had like slightly different tonnage bracket and the uh the the ranking system how it all sort of like uh fed up through that uh swiss system was different and nice
1: yeah i, I really enjoyed the differences uh, in the isc compared to previous tournaments so it's always nice to look at things through a different lens and um yeah good on good on those guys for um putting it all together and um, look forward to having a little convo with them sometime in the near future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's certainly been a good comp scene as of late. There's been some excellent work by um, MWO comp uh, and uh, MOR was great. ISC is great. And uh, looking forward uh, to the next one, just on the horizon. Right. So before we did get into our uh, bitch session about the things that we consider dick moves, uh, as always a big thank you to our patrons, uh, Dan N, Ryan Craig, John Doe Iowa, MWO Comp Jacob Sawyer Shaky Snake Bryos Chill Gapson Night of the Day uh, And of course Our gracious co-host Nikoro Doomguard Uh, Your support is fantastic If you do see these guys in game uh, Then please give them a GG from us Uh, And if you did want to support the podcast In more tangible ways Like these amazing guys uh, You can become a patron for as little as $2 per month Uh, So look for us on Patreon Right, let's get into it Right, so MWO is a game that is all about teamwork and uh, whilst we'd love every game, I guess, to be seamless and coordinated uh, and everyone to get on with the mech action, uh, the reality is, especially in solo queue, uh, sometimes you've got 12 different pilots doing 12 different things uh, and inevitably it means uh, sometimes what you do uh, won't be things that other people want you to do. But hey, it's all good. Uh, People play the game in different ways uh, and variation, I guess, is one of the awesome parts of the game uh, and of the community. However, there are some things that you just shouldn't do. There is a line that you should not cross. Some moves are straight up dick moves. We are talking penis. Dick moves don't do them. MWO has been a little serious lately, as we talked about in the intro, so we thought that we would have a little bit of fun, bring you some chuckles, and talk about those dick moves that piss us off and rock us up a little bit. Right, so we love lists here at Incoming Missile Podcast, so we uh, have got five dick moves each, uh, and we have ranked them from fifth down to first, and we'll just take turns and uh, say one and then go to the next person. Now no one gets racked up like an Australian, so uh, let's start with you, Nick. Uh, and look, as I understand, you are a bit of an expert when it comes to dick moves. Uh, so, what is a dick? M- <laughs> what is a dick move that gets you going?
2: All right. So number five for me starts off with friendly fire. That's right, shooting teammates, and it's not just the accidental shooting. Yeah, you sort of like clip someone on the way through, hitting uh, an enemy mech. It's uh, the deliberate shit. All right,
0: and, and Nick, we're talking about, say, if uh, you're behind someone and uh, you're shooting at someone and they just happen to move in front of you or when you decide to just light someone's back up because you're pissed off at them?
2: It would be with the latter. So um, <laughs> it'd be, you know, let's say someone like myself is rolling around in a 100 tonner. I'm moving slow as shit, and we've got a pinch point and someone is sort of like, jumping in and out of cover in front of that pinch point and you want to go through and you're just trying to be really nice about it. Like, let me get through, mate. Let me get through. And, um, you know, eventually they realize that I'm sort of subsequently blocking them. So they turn around, look at me and go back, you know, on with the game and I'm trying to get past them and then they're turning around and realizing that I'm still blocking them. And, uh, you know, then they start uh, shooting me in the face and it's like, what the fuck, can <laughs> like?"
1: <"Yes." laughs> Excuse me here, this is starting to sound less and less like a hypothetical scenario, and more like something that <laughs> <laughs> is, is from memory here.
2: Do we, well, I'm sort of using a little bit of memory because it was recent, but uh, that kind of play does seem to happen. It might be something in particular where you've got uh, you know a teammate of your own that is blocking you and... Um...
1: The one I hate is when people are like, yeah, they shoot you in the back, but then instead of saying sorry, they just try to be like,
2: oh, well, you were...
0: St- you know, you were blocking me, or you were, you were face-hugging the target, or whatever. Yeah, I, I hate when they take the time to type it in chat. They, they, <laughs> take, they don't even say it over VoIP. They type in chat, stop blocking, and they've just just alphaed you in the back. You all killed you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nick? That's something you've experienced? Being shot in the back by teammates? And then told that it was your fault?
2: Oh, sure. And I'm sure uh, everyone else has experienced it at one point.
1: Yeah, it's got to be a dick move.
2: Angry yeah. little uh, angry little kids out there. Or yep. you know, man children.
0: Definite dick move.
2: All right, Captain Cat. All right. So, Captain Cat, number
1: five. Uh, oh, these guys that drop strikes in the brawl neck, eh? Oh. <laughs> dick move. <laughs> now, I'm saying this, guys. I mean, it's, it's definitely a dick move. It, you know, there's a brawl going on, you drop a strike we think the enemy are all going to be bunched up and immediately your team just charges that red smoke. It it does happen and it's not always your fault, but you know, in competitive in our competitive team, we do have an ongoing rule, which is don't drop strikes in the brawl because again and again, we see captain cat and others, uh, dropping a strike into the brawl and, uh, getting a bunch of team damage. I think I ended up with the top cumulative team damage amongst our team. Sorry guys. So I'm very much guilty of that, but that is a dick move, nevertheless, sometimes I do dick moves too uh don't do that
0: yeah that, that's a that's a comp dick move hard um <laughs> and you know, but obviously as you guys know, I've been monitoring the stats, and man, there will be two and three hundred damage games, team damage games from people in a comp match with six mechs. so yeah that's definitely a definite dick move I mean just making it that much harder to win. Truth be told, though, oh, I hate it in quick play when you have like a fast mover that'll drop it in the strike and then run off. They don't even hit themselves. You've got to look at the end of the game for those
1: uh, zero match score guys. You, you, they've done like 500 damage, but they've got zero match score. Hmm, Something is a little suspicious about this. <laughs> I did have one last week where I, um, I was on uh, Canyon Network and we we're doing the Theta NASCAR you know the classic theta NASCAR? But it was it was more wild and hectic than I've ever seen it before. And I dropped a strike behind me and in the time that it took, the seven seconds, for this the the aircraft to come in and drop those bombs, our team had NASCAR around the top through the center, straight over the middle, and around, back, behind the rock, and straight into it. And I did, yeah, like 400 team damage or something.
0: (laughs) So you dicked yourself. I
2: remember that. I was in that game just on the opposing team. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing you talking about it, it was hilarious. Strikes in the brawl, dick move.
0: Right, my number five is uh, something that I've called catastrophizing. So I hate it. It's such a dick move when someone like one mech will die. A light will run off and get killed. Like on frozen, they'll run across the gap. And then there's those people on VoIP in chat that are like, Oh, the game's over. Oh, that's it. You know, we're one mech down, it's done. And then they'll just run over and die. <laughs> uh, you know, It's just, don't be a dick. You know, it's how often can you come back? Uh, but no, nah, you know, all it takes, some people just the balance of how a game is going to go is so fragile that it just takes one thing one mech to die or one person to look like they're going out of position or, you know, an assault goes off to cap or something like that. And oh yep, that's it, they're done. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's catastrophizing. Just just don't be a dick. Just keep playing, you know, games, you know, I would say more often than not, games come back from that position rather than that team just getting run over.
1: Mm. I mean obviously even like in the first thirty seconds of the game, because of how the team moved out of the spawn and people like, oh, game's lost. And like, yeah. It, the worst worst version of this is when they disconnect or suicide or whatever afterwards. but I, I saw it uh, like this week when the game was 10,10 tight as, and this guy was like so salty at his own team because of the position they'd taken up that he decided to just stop playing and just he had, was sitting in an annihilator. he had the the match clutch well within his hands, but he just decided no nah, this game is lost and it's not even worth playing anymore. You don't win, I lose. All right, there guy's a dick. He a is dick a dick.
0: Move.
2: All right, back around the horn, Nick. Oh, I guess uh, the off game, random talk. Yeah, you, know, you drop into a game and uh, straight off onto the VoIP, there's some guy that's going, "I've been drinking for five days straight," and starts, you know, telling the uh, pilots of his, um, you know, problems in the real world <laughs> and saying stuff like, "I hate Trump," and yeah, it it can go on really with the kind of topics, but the, the fact that these things have uh, no correlation with the game whatsoever, you drop in and you want to have some level of focus and you just got this guy sort of like beating in your ear and you're like, just shut up, no one cares. There could very well be someone out there that's trying to like pour their heart out and they're like, they're sad, they're press and they just want to you know, maybe put a uh, lean their head on someone's shoulder in game. Someone will lend an ear and go, that's all right, mate. You'll be okay. But yeah. uh, nah, just sort of like leave that shit to yourself. It's yeah. um, it's very off-putting and can sometimes really put people off their game.
0: Yeah, go play Sims or something. You know, we, you know, we don't uh, need to hear your life story. I mean, even people will start talking about builds and the, the the fight will have started, the brawl will have started and you hear some guys talking about whether they like two MRM20s on it or one MRM40. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you know, we're just... We're playing
1: the game, man. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Even, even better when nobody's responding and they're just talking. Nobody's said anything. And they're just like, yeah, I just bought this mech. I'm going to put some MRMs and LRMs on it. Mm. It's like It just goes on for a while. It's like
0: nobody's really biting on this conversation. Maybe, yeah. That um that does remind me uh, to all of our listeners. If you do do this, we really appreciate your listenership, and uh, we're not judging <laughs> <laughs> we're not judging you. But um yeah, you know just just uh, I think would you guys agree that there's a brief window of maybe five seconds once the game starts. Maybe it's when you're still in the drop screen where you can talk about that. But then once once the legs hit the battlefield, battle comms.
1: Once you're talking over the people who are trying to spot targets and call enemy movements, then that's gone on way too long. And and what I there's the perfect solution to this. Join a Discord. You know, if you want someone to talk to, then just drop into you know, there's plenty of Discords out there, there's plenty of teams out there who take drop ins. There's plenty of units you can join if you want to talk to people. And you'll have all the conversation you could ever want. But yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it's, it annoys me even it's in Discord. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, dick it's a dick mood even in Discord. I'm trying to play the game and someone's talking about something. Yeah, true, else anyway. true.
1: Yeah, yeah. you got to be respectful of that as well. But at least you know the people can opt out. I mean, it's you yeah, know trying to take the time out of shooting people to go and bring the tab menu up and mute someone is yeah very frustrating sometimes. Keep your
0: off-game talk off-game, eh, Nick?
2: That's it, mate. Short and sweet.
1: All right, should we go
0: to you now, cousin? Let's let's, let's mix this up. Let's go crazy here. Yeah, my one is related, uh, to be honest, because the off game talk annoys me. But what annoys me even more is that guy or girl that gets on and types in more often, but will sometimes talk about just how drunk they are or or about how high they are. You know, oh, dude, I'm so drunk. Uh, The Bogan Mating Call. The game. Yeah, you know, just and again, a lot of Australians out there are probably, you know, they, they do answer to that call and start talking about it. But, you know, look, I understand that you're old enough to drink, maybe, but look, I don't need to know about it, right? I am just trying to get a decent match score. Yeah, I don't need to know that you're old enough to drink now, and I don't need to know how drunk you are, because that that doesn't make me think that you are cool, okay? Just don't be a dick, Um, you know, say something funny for sure, but, you know... Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't need to know, you know, that you've had one and a half shots.
1: Pookies. If you want to be cool, you just drink and you just do it. And you don't have to tell people
0: that you're doing it to be cool. As soon as you have to tell someone, you're not cool anymore. Absolutely not cool. If you have to tell them that you're cool, it's not cool. Dick move.
1: Actually, it is cold and flu season here. So that is why it sounds like that, guys. It's not fucking
0: whiskey. It's not because, yeah, it's not because Maybe whiskey would help, dude. Yeah, yeah, might might clear the sinuses a little bit. So yeah, that's 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 my number four, the dude, I'm so drunk guy. Uh, deck move, keep it to yourself. All right, number four for me, drop calling in your favor.
1: Now, the reason why this triggers me so much is because drop calling in a game, I mean, most of us have played way too much of this game and way too jaded and um, salty to even bother drop calling in quick play anymore. But for those of you out there that can still be bothered, more power to you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for trying to get some coordination amongst those people who really don't want to listen to what it is you have to say. But if you are only drop calling so that you can pug shield, so that you can put people in front of you, between you and the enemy, or if you're a learn boat and you see an AMS mech and you want your team to destroy that AMS mech at all costs, even if it's a really big tactical blunder, well, then that stops being a cool guy move and it becomes a dick move. (laughs) <laughs> we need the opposite of a dick move. What would the opposite of a dick move be?
0: Well, I could say bro something move. inappropriate here, but yeah, bro move. Yep, well, let's go with bro move. It, and then that's no longer a bro move, and that is a dick move.
1: Come on, guys, push. Wait, this guy's behind me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I did have a streamer in one of my games just recently who called a focus on the AMS Nova when we were
0: beleaguered by... Assault Mechs because he was in an ATM build. So, hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. There is a particular streamer that does tend to uh, call these pushes and then, uh, yeah, just to, to maybe help him out a little bit into the way that he's going to perform. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with that. Do drop call, but, you know, yeah, don't, don't just drop call to, to make your own match score higher. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Number three. Round the horn,
2: Nick. Round the horn. Event aggro. So you get an event on, and there's various weapons that may come into play to uh, rack up some damage, get some uh, precious sea bills, maybe a uh, triskelion warhorn or something like that. (laughs) And you don't even give a fuck about the game in the end. You just want to get through all that. So you might do something like, oh, I'm just going to run out in the middle of the field, drop a UAV so I can get my 10 spots, and I don't care if I die after that. You sort of jeopardize the game because your input was just wasted. Or you might bring out a mech that goes, "I want to be a jack of all trades, and I'll bring of one of every weapon." You know, and you've just you've literally just uh, handicapped yourself, and you know that vital one of the twelve mechs that make up the team is just absolute cactus. (laughs) Well done.
0: Well done. And that's why it's a dick move is because you haven't just handicapped yourself, you've handicapped the team. You know, that, that light that just runs right into the backfield and puts up a UAV and then gets smoked and that person disconnects to to go and do the next uh, event thing. You know, it just makes it so hard to play. And, and you know, I love the events that uh, PJ put on, uh, but this recent event was a, an example of those bracket builds that you were saying, Nick. Where you know someone's got an LRM 15 and an ultra 10 and an ERPPC and a streak two, you know <laughs> just putting putting these bracket builds on with no with no desire to actually win the game you know they're, they're just purely paying for events and it ah oh, it's just such a dick move um to you know to just sacrifice your mech basically wolf with eight heavy machine guns that was a good one. <laughs>
2: I honestly haven't seen that. Have you seen that, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a screenshot of that. It's uh special. I don't know what is it just full of ammo? I don't
0: know. Yeah, but you know, it's it it makes it hard to design the events and we can we we know what Matt's trying to do and and, you know the, the events by and large are pretty good, but just that event aggro, you know, you know, Matt probably needs to understand that there's gonna be that event aggro that people are just going to wanna get it knocked out, they're not gonna care. Uh, how the game goes, as long as they, you know, achieve the, you know, the UAV detections or whatever it is. So yeah, but look, listeners, don't be a dick, be a bro. Uh, If the events are on, just play how you would normally play and you will achieve them. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, there's always going to be the human human element in these events. And no matter what event, it seems like anyway, no matter what criteria you put on, it's going to It's going to destabilize the game during that time. I mean, if it's just match score, for example, there's going to be a bunch of looms. We've talked about that before because it's an easy way to farm match score. But um, yeah, I think if you're actually just going out there and and intending to win, then it's not a dick move. Uh, Yeah, and vice versa.
0: (laughs) All right, Captain Kent, your number three dick move? My number three dick move is
1: hunting DCs. So... So hunting DCs. Now, I know from time to time you'll stumble across a disconnected mech and think, yay, free kill, and more power to you, take it. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guys who see that XYZ pilot has disconnected and then just beeline straight for their spawn point to go and farm that (laughs) disconnected guy before he can get back into the game. And I think we all give a golf clap when that person reconnects and immediately kills that person who's farming, trying to farm them. So uh, that's a dick move. You know, you guys know, seen this one?
2: I've been on the receiving end of that. And as you actually say, like, you know, you get that odd chance you reconnect and you actually kill that one mech that was trying to farm you. <laughs> yeah. And we all cheer. Yay! <laughs> it, it's
0: even worse when three or four, or you know, three lights will race off you know, and they'll they'll have a race to see who can get there first. And, you know, it's just one of these examples where any time you're just chasing that kind of selfish objective, you're just screwing over your team. You know, if, if you're a light, you probably need it to scout or contribute or distract or harass. But when you're just chasing the DCs, particularly in the spawn, like if someone DCs in the middle of battle, uh, bad luck, you know, they're fair game. You know, if they're right there in front of you whilst you're going somewhere, absolutely smoke them up. But to, to chase, to run across, you know, on Tourmaline and do a big, massive loop around to try and get some DC that you know um, is in spawn. Dick move, man. Dick move. Yeah,
1: it's a bit of a common thread, isn't it? It's, it's, it becomes a dick move when it destabilizes the rest of the game. There's 23 other people in here trying to have a good time, and you're, yeah, jeopardizing that by by being a dick. Don't be a dick. Jeez. Yeah. Is it so hard?
0: Being <laughs> <laughs> a cat when it's down. <laughs> hey. Right, number three from me. Now, this this is gonna be controversial because I know it's not um everyone's gonna agree with me that this is a dick move. But I hate potato hate. NASCAR happens, everyone's a potato. You do less than 1500 damage in your mech, it's the potatoes fault. Got hit by LRMs, must have been potatoes that did it. Must have missed all of those drop calls that you made during the match to help out those other pilots that aren't div A pilots like you. Don't be a dick. Not everyone is as good at the game as you are. Don't just lash out in chat that X, Y, and Z is a potato. Oh, Cozen Indigo, you missed that shot. You're a potato. I mean, I'm not super good at the game, but the amount of times that I've coped some grief for being a potato because I haven't gone somewhere, made some kind of shot, or done something that some other uh, amazing pilot that's, you know, 25% on yal's list, uh, tells me to do just, you know, it, it's, it's all good. We, there's different uh, levels of skill at the game. So, you know, just don't, don't hate on people during the game and call them potatoes, man. The potato hate thing, just, you know, it, it bugs me a little bit. As a potato, I get a little bit offended. I,
1: it bothers me too, man. I, I, I get the, there's the rhetoric of, you know, these, I understand the frustration that people have when they look around their teammates and they're doing random retarded stuff. And that is frustrating. The part for me where it becomes a dick move is when you have to, the the player feels the need to dissociate themselves from their team and to get on all chat and look and go, Oh, this team is such an awful team. I'm luckily I'm not part of their stupid failure. It's, it's just these guys. And that that's, that's really where it, it becomes a dick move and even if it's true, even if the team was stupid and did dumb stuff, you could have done better and you could reflect on your own performance and work out what you could have done differently to maybe reverse the whole problem. Like maybe you could have got on the voice comms and, you know, guided them from the start and told them what to do. If you thought what they were doing was silly, then I hope you let them know long before it became a massive problem because otherwise I'm not going to have much sympathy for you sorry
0: yeah exactly exactly very well said because the guy that's abusing you for being a potato he made no calls during the game he didn't drop call he didn't try to help anyone out he's just trying to dissociate himself and say it's not my fault it's your fault because you're a potato and and as you say people are potatoes i'm a potato i'm you know i do things wrong i don't make every shot but i'm playing cuz i want to have fun and i do try you know i don't i don't hit off and do Random stuff most of the time. But, you know, again, don't. It's helping no one by trying to abuse someone else and call them a potato when you haven't done your best to try and help them out.
1: Self reflection. It's what I usually advise people when they're doing that. It's like, hmm, maybe you could have done something better. You'll do better next time. <laughs> so don't be a dick. Don't hate on potatoes. And definitely, you know, you better check yourself for you wreck yourself because if, if your damage is 82 at the end of this game, I'm going to let you only know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, for all the listeners, that is a Captain Cat move. He will let you know you potato hate him. Then he will be telling you and comparing his performance to your <laughs> own and having played with Captain Cat. Most of the people that are abusing him not as good at him and good at the game as he is. So, yeah, just calm the farm for those haters out there. Be a
2: bro. Maybe just well, add my two cents to the potato hate. Um, you know, with the game, uh, the current state of the game, having a diminished populace does mean that we are getting these sort of these mixed drops these mixed skill levels so you do have tier fours dropping in with tier ones you know, there's a massive variable between skills and to put that kind of hate on people that are probably just starting out um is a major deterrent and not, might even cause a little bit of uh you know psychological trauma if you want to put it that way to yeah. to some people they're like oh man this place is horrible i'm out of here i'm not playing this game uninstall and yeah we just lost another potential player that could have helped sustain the game
0: yeah it's a big problem in other games the the toxicity when you get in game and people having a go at you because you're not as good but it's a really good point nick you know the sparser the population is the more likely you'll get matched with people in in lower tiers and that may mean that they're not at the same skill level and, you know, those people are going to benefit with you helping drop calling and, and being constructive rather than hating. Um, it, yeah, as I said, it doesn't happen heaps. It, it, you know, it's a definite dick move, but yeah, it's a good point to say, you know, people, you will get matched up with people that aren't the same skill level as you. So, you know, show them, be a bro, show them some love. Oh yeah. And maybe
1: give them a little bit of constructive criticism rather than trying to destroy them <laughs> with the destructive criticism.
0: We are back background uh, back the horn to our number twos, next. So uh, number two dick move for you.
2: Number two dick move for me. Mm, it would have to be, this is a bit of a weird one because uh, we can't really prove whether it exists or not, but I'm sure it does. I'm definitely sure it does. And that is uh, the players that have decided to disable in-game VoIP. So they're not hearing anything and they can't say anything. And to me, that's, uh, you know, that's valuable information, battlefield intel that they're not receiving. They're not knowing what's going on. And, um, and the same, again, they can't tell their teammates if anything is happening, you know, that could change the, uh, you know, the outcome of the match.
0: And this one's kind of a semi deck move because you're just not, you're almost setting yourself up to be a lone wolf in a game. That's based on teamwork. You're uh, automatically setting yourself up to be a bit of a lone wolf because you can't, you know, communicate to uh, your teammates and say yeah you know give scouting information or focus fire or those kind of things
1: yeah i've often wondered how many people are actually hearing me at times when i'm giving clear information about where the enemy team can be found and what we should do about it and people run in the opposite direction or do exactly what i said we shouldn't def- we should definitely not do <laughs> and you never know whether it's people just wanting to you know bloody mindedly
0: do with their own thing or whether it's people that just literally can't even hear you. <laughs> so, I, I will say that I do mute people sometimes. Uh, if someone's yeah, like some of the other dick moves that we talked about, they're, they're telling me how drunk they are or, you know, they're talking off game, uh, you know, then I'll just hit tab and, and mute them is the easiest way. But um, yeah, the, you know, the, the in-game VoIP, it's, it's critical, you know, it is a team game. So you want to be able to he- at least hear, you know, what people are telling you so you can follow instructions.
1: The best one of these is where people are, uh, they, They've got their VoIP to say I have come across this. They've got their VoIP disabled, but then they're typing in chat, and then they're missing all the stuff, and they're super confused about what's going on. It happens in faction play, and especially I've noticed it. And then it's yeah, it's like maybe if you just they're getting frustrated or whatever because they can't hear what people are saying, and and maybe if you just turned your VoIP on, you'd be able to <laughs> get receive all this information. Not expect people to type back to you. Use your ears angel fingers. <laughs>
2: one thing I wanted to point out, though, is uh, in regards to that, you may get the odd player that actually does not have a mic.
1: For mm.
2: example, there might be yeah. a few that don't have one, and we're not talking about you guys at all. You know, that's a different circumstance. We're talking about the ones that are completely capable of participating in you know, the communication, the feedback during the match, and choosing to just flick a switch and just tune out.
1: Yeah just default off you know you can turn it off on the front end so you just never ever hear it by default yeah yeah that's that's going a bit too far i think i mean there may be some good reasons why people make that choice but uh generally speaking i think you're setting yourself up to lose there
0: yeah just use mute the mute um that's a great function to just hit the little um microphone Mm. symbol yeah all right we're getting juicy now captain cat what was your number two dick move all right number two second worst dick move in the
1: game for me is griefing the last teammates alive and i know we've we've talked about it already on this episode that this game can be frustrating you know people do stupid things you do stupid things and you get annoyed at yourself for doing stupid things but the people that lash out on the whoever they come across first in the spectator view and oh, they're like, oh, look at this guy. This is why we lost. You were in the back sniping with your ghost rifles and not sharing armor. It's like, yeah, dude, I've got AC2s. That's why I'm sniping. You know, like, <laughs> I'm a sniper. <laughs> I'm doing my role and I'm doing my best to actually keep you all you guys alive. But you did dumb things and you died. It's not all my fault. It's, if, or if it's like a Lermboat, they're, they're one of the worst um, targets for this. Where, you know, if they're at the end of the game, they're so helpless. They've got nothing between them and the enemy. They're going to go down. They're going to, you know, they're not going to be able to play their loom role effectively. And to make matters worse, they've got people calling them cancer or whatever horrible thing just because they're the last people there. And they're the first person to lash out at that this person has come across. That's a dick move. I I mean, there's ways in... Ways and ways, you can tell people gently that what they were doing were, could have been better or they shouldn't be chain firing their medium lasers. You know, they should be doing this and that. You, you bear in mind that they're still trying to play the game, man. They're still trying to win it. We might still have a chance. You, do, you don't need to fill the airwaves with salt just to guarantee the game's a
0: complete loss. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, this. this... Ghost pilot mentality, you know, that you're dead, but you're going to tell this other person what to do when they're still trying to play the game. Whether you're giving them grief or telling them how they're going to win it, all of that kind of stuff, you know, just, yeah, advice is all right, but you've got to keep it constructive when you're having a go at someone. Yeah, and look, I mean, you are def- defending loom boats a little bit there, Captain cat so we'll, we'll forgive you for that. But, you know, if they're playing their mech the way that it's supposed to be played, even if you don't like looms, you can't really give them grief if they're playing a support role in a support mech, if you know what I mean. So you may not like it, but to give them grief because they've made that choice. Yeah, just calm down. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Is that too much to ask? What have you got, Cos? Right. So uh, number two, uh, I did have something similar, but I'm um, just going to call an audible here. And my number two is going to be those people that brag in chat. Now. We've talked in a previous podcast that Warrior Online uh, does tend to have a little bit of an older community and there's a bit of an honor system, I think. You know, uh, GG obviously is just kind of standard vernacular, uh, well played. But man, you get those people that are bad losers. What is even worse is the bad winners. And I've had a few people that will be mid-game and they'll kill me and then they'll type in chat and brag about, oh, you know, you've got nothing or something like that. I mean, get that wrecked, is, huh? yeah, oh, the, yeah, the get wrecked, dude, you know, it's a computer game, <laughs> you know, you, you, you just need to calm down, because, you know, good on you, you know, for killing me, that's, you know, but that, that doesn't make you a better person, so, you know, don't <laughs> bragging in chat, it's, you know, let's, yeah, let's be respectful, and, you know, it's all right to have a bit of bravado is all good, but I'm sure you guys have run a yeah, a bit of banter is good, but I'm sure you guys have run across it where someone will just be a dick. They'll they'll whether they're trying to troll you or whatever it is, they're just straight up being a dick. And, you know, that is just super, super annoying for me. Yeah.
1: I mean it's for some people it's not enough just to beat someone. They have to then demoralize them as well. I actually try to hurt their feelings. I mean, there's no denying that that is a dick move. That that. It's the definition of a dick move, surely. That you're being a dick. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not just beating them. You're trying to actually hurt them, and yeah, that, that can go away.
0: Yeah, it, it, and what makes it worse is where it's not necessarily a fair fight. You know, you might come in and just get the last shot, or you know, there might be a mismatch in the in the mix or the damage. You know, if I've got red CT and you come in and get the last shot, uh, you know, calm down, bro. That doesn't make you the best. It doesn't make you Lizzie uh. or Bowser. Um, you know, just, yeah. If you need to feel good about yourself, you know, go to the gym or, or you know, go do something else. But, uh, you know, try trying to live vicariously through the game, it's like, calm down, dude. All right. Which brings us to number one. Number one. Number ones. All right. Nick, what is the biggest dick move in the game for you?
2: Okay. Going on with my list at number one. Number one. Scar. Like Fucking NASCAR, oh, no. the destroyer I think of a worlds. Lot of people are agreeing with you right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's one of those things, guys. Like the the way this uh, NASCAR has sort of really, you know, sunk its claws in or entrenched itself into this game. You can even see it happening uh, as the game starts, and you know, so many people are jaded by it. They they don't want to get caught out by it, so they just intensify the yeah uh, you know, the the motive and how it works. You get assaults that drop and they're already starting to rotate from the beginning because it's like no no not me not today i'm not getting caught out (laughs) and you know so many people are so jaded by it but you know in order to stop it you know everyone just has to fucking just drop their shit and go you know what we're done with this just let's just not do it but you know no one's willing to like actively take that risk and say you know what i'm standing against it do it as one no, everyone's just going to NASCAR because, yeah. like, you know what, I don't want to it's those. a little
0: bit of the tragedy of commons, really. Everyone, it, they don't want it to be them. So everyone starts moving and migrating in that same direction. And we're all dicks to a degree with NASCAR. You know, sometimes, yeah, you feel sucked into it sometimes. So you're kind of uh, involuntarily a dick. Uh, but, I mean, it's just such a hard thing to not be a dick about. Hey, one man and 12. and.
1: I mean, we've all been caught out so many times by trying to stand against the NASCAR, You know, trying to hold the left side on HPG or, <laughs> or anything like that. It, it doesn't take a f- too many times of being burned before you try to go with the flow in some form. You know, there's ways of ways around it, but generally speaking, you've got to just be aware of it. You've got to be, if not keeping up with it, you need to be taking steps to mitigate the the, the problem for yourself. Like you know dropping into the basement and ducking through the other side for better or worse or whatever it is uh yeah it's a, it's a tough have, one it's a really tough one
2: sorry to interrupt there but i have uh actually started to resort when i drop an assault and get hpg i'll just go straight to basement i won't even try and uh you know start this whirlpool this absolute mess i'll just go down there and either wait it out or, you know, sort of like try and poke out the other side and hope to sort of like shortcut the race.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your out chances front. with the basement. I mean, it used to be considered a dick move, but I can kind of see your reasoning there now, like going in the basement in, in HPG uh, as an assault. Well, it's, uh, it can be your only way out. It can be your only escape from that rotation. And, um, you know, it's a real, it's a real uh, roll of the dice going in the basement or going in the tunnel in uh, Crimson Strait or those kind of situations because you don't know what you're going to find down there. You might find four assaults coming the other way and it's just you. You might be fine. You, it's really hard to scout out. And so it is a coin toss, but you, you know that if you stay on the left side of HPG, you're just going to get
0: run over. Yeah, it's a major part of the game. And, and we all share culpability um, in, in being dicks and Nesca. And sometimes, even in an assault, even on HPG, you might not even get to the tunnel before you get um, caught up in, in the Nesca and that twisting. So, I um, it, it's a hard thing to solve. I really think that just comms is probably, you know, whether that be verbal or whether PGI adds some non-verbal cues. I've been a, I've been advocating for something in the command wheel uh, that you know is is you can more easily say hold ground or stop nescar carring or something like that, you know, that you you don't have to have (laughs) one person, you know, taking the company command and having that uh, extended range. But yeah, it's, look, it's a big one, Nick. I agree with you completely that it's a dick move and it's, it's just so pervasive that we all share the responsibility.
2: And it's definitely something that's not going to end anytime soon. Take, it's going to take every player in this game to finally just say, all right, let's just not do it anymore and let's go back to strategy. Let's go back to tactical positions where you're actually holding points, so on and so forth. The, the kind of thing you'd actually expect in warfare, not just... I mean, imagine it in real life. It's like you, you drop in uh, some sort of deployment and you just got like soldiers running around one <laughs> building in circles chasing like the enemy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, Let's use some uh, real strategy with this game, guys.
1: In the Oceanic time zone, there's not really any group queue to be had. I mean, we could play faction play now and then. But um, so generally speaking, we're quick play and play a lot of quick play. And then we try to go to comp. And then I've got to fight as the drop commander for to stop people from nascaring because it's it's been, you know, it's muscle memory. People start rotating to the right. We, we got to play this game tactically. We don't just mindlessly do the pug strats, you know. And I think that the solution has got to be a multi-pronged attack. There's definitely communication would be a major one. The map design people have spoken about would be a huge thing. I mean, someone pointed out to me that Rubellite Oasis is a circular map, has a circular center. And yet, for whatever reason, the way it's designed, you'd want to have going and analyze that because it doesn't tend to go to a big rotation. I mean, of course, you can NASCAR on any map and it can, uh, I've seen, you know, NASCAR Polar Highlands is, is a big one for it and it's flat. So we're just going around the radio tower. Like it can happen on any map for sure, but for whatever reason, Rubellite seems uh, relatively immune to it. So I'd want to be looking at the design of that map and, and trying to reverse engineer that. Maybe there's some, you know, terrain adjustments that you can make to maps like Canyon and put a put a little bit of a stumbling block somewhere, put a little bit of a barrier to just, or a little bit of cover. I mean, that's something that Hibernal potentially offers beyond what Canyon has. And it just sets up those extra little bits of uh, cover that give you just a few more spots where you can set up. And it maybe just slows that NASCAR down because there is a little bit of a you know, a stumbling block, a little bit of something for, uh, for somewhere to set up and um, reverse that train. Because it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much disincentive to stop people from going around that corner when you've got a decent firing line set up at it and people
0: start coming around the corner they can get pushed back Look, it's probably something that uh, we could commit an entire episode two, i think and we might in future actually is, is try and solve that puzzle but yeah definitely a dick move and well worth its position at number one so captain cat let's go to you your number one dick move in the game
1: my number one dick move is the nsr the gen rush the assassin rush Uh, it's I've just been speaking about how hard it can be to get games in Oceanic time zone. And so it can take 20 minutes to get a game of faction play going easily. And then it's incursion, so the enemy team just rush past, straight past you. You know, you go in your first wave, you're bringing assaults and things like that, because that's a good first wave mech, generally speaking. And they just zoom straight past you, no attempt to engage with you. You know, straight into your base, destroy all the buildings, game over. Ah, oh, I don't like incursion. Well,
2: <laughs> or I was about the, to say that.
1: So we just wanted to push on, and get another get. Wow, well, you know, I got some bad news for you because we ain't going to queue up again for that. <laughs> and the same with the gen rush. You know, I get it that if you don't defend your gens, then or you don't play the objective hard enough, then someone can punish you by zooming straight past you or. And um, bringing something unexpected, and just playing the objective really, really hard, and beating you. But that's not why I play this game. I, I play competitive to win. I play quick play and faction play, and all those things to shoot people in the face. It's really as simple as that. And the objective is is the icing on the cake. It's you know, it's a fun little you know. If it's conquest, it's a fun little aspect to the game to play it a little bit differently. I'm not going to completely ignore shooting people in the face. <laughs> so I can play the objective and win. In a real-world example, I mean, <clears throat> I had a Canyon game just last week where it was a NASCAR. <laughs> the teams rotated around each other in a counterclockwise direction, and our team rotated in behind their team, and their team rotated up, and so it was assault. And both teams were adjacent to the base. And for whatever reason, their team decided that they were just going to send five people to our base and sit on it and win, and, you know, within seconds because, ha ha. And the, the, someone jumped on the text chat and said, well, you should have defended your base then. They didn't <laughs> defend their base. <laughs> their base was completely open. We're just, it's that honor system that you're talking about, Kozin. We had a gentleman's agreement that we weren't (laughs) going to play the objective and you ruined it. (laughs) And it sucks when it is more
0: than any So it's avoiding that conflict, you know what I mean? If they're just trying to get through the game or, you know, they're losing or they, you know, they they don't want to engage in, you know, frankly, the fun part, which is shooting other mechs in the face, that's where it's a dick move. You know, like we we, we know why we're here. We're here for Mm. fun. We're not here to see who can hit W and steer. To the other to a point on the on the map you know we're here to shoot and, and have that fun so you know nsr is just you know just yeah let's let's shoot some big that's what
1: we're here for and actually you've just reminded me that the one of the justifications that we see as a unit for for the nsr for the chin rush is that we're a unit you know we're a big scary unit on the n team. there's six of us or eight of us or 12 of us or whatever and oh we can't hope to beat you except with this so that's what we've done But brought assassins and zoomed past you and gone straight into the incursion base and destroyed yeah, it I mean it ties out. into
0: that one that I was saying about catastrophizing you know you see a unit on the other side so you suddenly you know roll over and expose your belly you know, you, you know just give it a go and, uh, we, and it's not like we're eon, so you know it's don't have to worry too much you know might as well give it a go
1: <laughs> hey Clan Crossfire can beat anyone and we can lose to anyone. So, <laughs> Particularly that just have one. a go, you mate. <laughs> have a go. You never know your luck. Nice. Yeah, you don't. You don't win. I lose. I. That's, I hate that attitude.
0: Right now, I'm going to bring us home with our number one, and uh, I think this is something that everyone will be familiar with, and maybe it is a little surprising. Certainly not as controversial as NASCAR, but my number one dick move is blocking or tailgating so you know you're marching up rubelite and someone decides hey here's a good place that i'm going to fire from and it's that place that no other mix can get past or you go to push around a corner and they just stay on the corner and you're trying to get past them or you're trying to get through those narrow by the ramps on solaris city and people just stand there i hate it hit w or get the fuck out of the way so that i can play the game <laughs> do not block and you know, even those people that will just like hang on your ass a little bit, you know, so that you can't maneuver, just just get some space, you know, let's, let's, let's have some space. Let's, let's, you know, spread out a little bit, guys, and just don't block. Please do not be a dick, be a bro, and don't hang on my ass. The version of this that I particularly hate is the tailgating
1: side of it, and that is where you're in a light mech and, you know, you're standing, position yourself on the corner of a building, you nip out, da-da-da-da, come back, why can't I go backwards? Because some... Um, Assault mech has pushed in right behind me and is just holding me exposed to the whole enemy team. <laughs> the, yeah, that's tailgating. Don't do that, guys. Give people some space. And you've got to just have a little bit of awareness Done. of what people are likely to do. If a light goes out in front of the enemy team, they're probably going to want to back up again <laughs> real quick. So, yeah. yeah that, that's... That, how, about, how about you, Nick? How are you feeling about tailgating?
2: It is very much the same way uh, you sort of perceived it yourself. You know, you find that nice little slice of cover that you want to call your own for the match. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to poke and peek from here. And it's only enough to fit one mech. And you poke out and you, you you just, you're zoned in, you're focused. You can see this enemy and you're like, yes, line up, shoot. And then all of a sudden everything goes south and everything's looking in your direction. And you're like, oh, shit, back up, back up. And it's like, yeah, you're hitting the S button. and you know, try to get back into that cover and you're like, why aren't I moving? Is there like debris? Like, you know, assaults normally fall victim to pebbles, you know. But um, you're like, what am I stuck on? What am I stuck on? Turn around and there's like, you know, either an atlas there or some little medium mech. It's just like standing there.
0: <laughs> I've had it when I couldn't even twist that I've had someone so far up my that I couldn't even twist. <laughs> you're trying to, to hill poke, you know, or use your high mounts, you know, and you, you peak just high enough and then try and get back and then someone's right behind you. Um, and so, you know, obviously you're exposed to a firing line and, and you typically go down pretty quick, but yeah, back or front, either one is just such a dick move, you know, don't take up this narrow space where no one can get past you, and for Christ's sakes, if you're behind someone, just hit the indicator, go out to the right or to the left, get a bit of spacing, you <laughs> know, and, and, you know, just just don't, don't feel like you need to be on someone's heels uh, to, you know, effectively get into combat
1: generally speaking, you don't want to be bunched up anyway. Like that just makes you strike bait. So spreading out and forming firing lines with overlapping lines of fire is a good tactical move. And that means not
0: standing on someone's dick. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and we do know that mine is hanging a dragon behind my mech, but, you know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> standing on someone's dick is a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that is a great way to finish. So, Guys, we have talked about our dick moves, uh, the things that uh, rack us up a little bit and uh, get us throwing our hands up in the air. We would be very, very keen to hear what gets you going. So uh, make sure to leave a comment, uh, tweet us, or send us an email about your list, or the things that you find particularly dicky, uh, or of course, tell us what you think about our ones. So a special thank you to Nikoro, our uh, patron, uh, for coming along today and sharing some of the things that piss him off. Uh, did a pretty good job. How'd you find it, Nick?
2: Oh, it was quite fun. I think uh, you whores made your money, so uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, hey, absolute
0: pleasure, and we uh, really do appreciate the support. So, uh, yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Be a bro. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, catch you next time. Oh Savs. O 7 If you did enjoy this content then please consider supporting us you can do this in a multitude of ways including subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leaving reviews as well as subscribing to us on youtube and liking our videos you can also support us by sending us feedback either through comments tweets or directly through email tweet and follow us on twitter at incoming p or email us directly at incoming missile podcast at gmail.com You can also support us directly by becoming a patron or sponsor. You can find us on Patreon at Incoming Missile Podcast and choose one of three tiers of support. Patrons not only get mentioned on the podcast and get access to exclusive content, but can even join us as a guest host on the podcast. You can also opt to sponsor an episode through one-off donations, all of which will be used as giveaways for our listeners. So if you had a product, service or content that you'd like us to mention, contact us to discuss sponsoring an episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to hearing from you. We appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time.
1: Shutdown sequence initiated.